Welcome everybody to another edition of Three Dad Bods with Brent, Carl, and Sean. Welcome everybody. How y'all doing? Fantastic. Hey guys. Great. Before wearing my University of Minnesota hat. Sing the song, baby. Sing the song. (laughs) Um, I already proved I can sing the song. Before we get going with today's episode, um, one of our really good friends and um someone that we've known our whole lives um you know we've had him on our podcast with us but glenn ralph um is is going through a very very difficult time right now and um i'm going to kind of just step back on this because i know sean you've been seeing him every day um carl you've been talking with him every day so um you know let's let's kind of talk about glenn for a little bit here Uh, you know, he's, he's in really good spirits, um, considering, uh, what he's been going through. Um, so I, yeah, I've seen him most, uh, every day of the last couple of weeks while he's been in the hospital, uh, going in before I go to work and just trying to spend a f- few minutes, uh, with him, um, uh, going through and, uh, dealing with the, the messages from the medical staff regarding, the different procedures that they want to do and uh, things that they didn't do ultimately because his health just wasn't good enough to, to allow it. Uh, and, and his body wasn't responding also to the procedures that they were able to do. And uh, so, so he's at a, he's at a point now where the doctors have told him he's um, he's terminal and he has approximately four to six weeks left on this rock. And so right now, I guess the we'll see if they're right. He, as you know, um, has a history of being a an extreme badass in fighting this. And, um, you know, we don't know if uh, it'll be three weeks or six weeks, but um, we we love him. And what we hope is that uh, people will offer um, prayers of any kind uh, to uh, help him and his family get through this. And um, unfortunately, what it means is that the the liver's inability to clean his his bloodstream um, it's it's going to start causing him to experience some confusion. And as well as uh, the physical decline. So uh, he may be around for six weeks, uh, but, but uh, I don't know how long that's going to be uh, time that he'll be cognitive of things. So um, as I get, you know, news from him, um, I'll let you guys know, and I'll just continue to spend as much time with him as possible and uh, just represent uh, everybody from the neighborhood to, in seeing him. Um, he also, he, he's also, um, because of his uh, white blood cell count, he, he's also very susceptible to becoming ill. And, you know, if somebody has a cold and gives him a cold, it can, it could kill him. So I don't, you know, and as I know this, this probably sounds selfish because I've spent so much time with him the last few weeks, but um, 
if he does invite people to come, if you have any illness around you, um, yeah, don't go. Yeah. Don't go. I mean, I don't want people to not have the opportunity to tell Gwen that they love him. There are other media options nowadays. He, he's, uh, a friend. he's, he's handed off the Facebook social media to his daughter, but he will read all the messages, yep. um, that you guys write him. So, um, if you want to contact him that way, uh, you can do so right now. So there are people leaving messages already on his Facebook page. So. And his, anything that he doesn't read, his um, daughter is going to relay to him. So if you leave him a message, he'll get it. Hey, Sean, thanks. Thanks for, um, thanks for representing. And, you know, you you mentioned, you know, kind of representing the neighborhood, you know, this, this kind of was announced, you know, early yesterday, um, maybe late Friday night, but the outpouring, um, from the people that we call our neighborhood, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just incredible, you know, um, I love each and every one of you guys, you know, I, I'm grateful for an area that we were able to, you know, be raised in and, and grow up together and, um, you know, here we are, all of us in our 50s, Carl's hitting 60. Yeah. And, right. uh, <laughs> but, you know, we've, we've had this unique family and, um, just the, the outpouring that I've seen has just been tremendous. And Glenn, you know, I, I, I know you feel our love. I, I know you, um, I know you won't quit, but just know that we all love you as an extended family. Sorry, guys. <laughs> right on. That's, uh, I, I think that's been uh, a very common thing for everyone to say. Um, not, not that, not to diminish what you're saying, but it's, it's widely felt and, um, He's, from what I've seen, he's been very appreciative of the love that he's been yeah, getting. So he seems. Uh, I mean, that was the biggest thing he's been worried about, and, she, and he's he's talked about it in his Facebook post, and he's told me privately. The biggest thing he's concerned about is leaving those behind, and those people that he loves and cares about, especially his family, his grandkids. I mean, he's a pretty happy grandpa, from what I can see, and. Uh, and they're going to miss them terribly. So um, a lot of my prayers are for his family. And Glenn's a tough old buggered, buzzard. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's lived a great life. And it should be celebrated. So I don't think he'd want us to belabor it too much today on the podcast. So we should probably move on. But uh, he is in our thoughts and prayers. Thanks, thanks, guys, for mentioning my good friend. You're all our good friends. Well, I mean, this is a topic that Brent came up with, actually, um, which I at first was like, actually, it wasn't a bad idea. I thought, wow, this is this could be a fun good discussion. Um, so I was uh, watching um, Netflix just recently, 
and some dude named Graham Hancock came across uh, the yeah. and uh, yeah. was talking about uh, and, and I've heard about this guy before. He's the one with the space alien theory that that and so let me like before you get into him, yeah. if if you if you skim just over like what he is about. Your initial thought is this guy's crazy. Well, well, actually, <laughs> you know, yeah, actually, I did watch, but him. but, but j- j- just like the skim of, but as you watch this, y- it starts turning the wheels in your well, head. Well, actually, I'm gonna, really I'm does. gonna correct that a little bit. I watched uh, last night. I actually did uh, do a little bio on him before he wrote those books, and in the past, he was kind of a, a environmentalist. And he climatologist and he scientist. And then, um, yeah, it did change. He, he did write those two books. And then his, his shift went completely to uh, ancient civilizations. And I think it was based on um, a cataclysmic uh, event that occurred 12,700 years ago. He, uh, a major asteroid or, or meteor hit the earth. And caused yeah. some major change. Knocked us off the kilt. Knocked us off access. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, it was funny, Brent, when I was looking into it, like you suggested, did a little homework. His is not the only theory. There's there's quite a few out there. And I think this would be a good time to discuss that. Uh, I was talking to Sean, too, just recently about religious texts. And the Epic of Gilgamesh was brought up by Sean, which um, I don't know too much about. Um, I also came across last night an interesting theory about Green Sahara. I don't know if you guys have done any research on that. The, the Sahara Desert used to be a jungle. And uh, because the Earth's tilt changes over 40,000 years, that the weather patterns had changed enough to dry up the Sahara. Of course, there are some environmentalists that claim we dried up the Sahara, but I mean, who knows? How farts? I can't believe What's you that? just said that. It don't you know? It, it's yeah, all man created, and none of it ever, none of it, none of it's science. none of it is natural. Yeah. None of it <laughs> exactly. You know, and and to, to push that even deeper, there's something going on in Antarctica. I mean, there there is. There's a reason why nobody can go to Antarctica. And we've heard things about pyramids being seen there. But in what you're talking about, Carl, an event that that hits the earth, that changes our axis, that changes the, you know, if maybe the, the Sahara was like a, a, a temperate zone. And maybe Antarctica was up into a, a livable climate. <sighs> There's something there, and, and I think we had talked about it before. Like, why why can nobody go to Antarctica? You know, there's <laughs> there's something there. There's something going on. Besides, besides the fact that there isn't any uh, commercial traffic. Let me there. let me. Okay, we're gonna go back and kind of uh, circle circle back to our. Uh, well, we're gonna kind of circle back to conspiracies. Do you two believe that there is any? Um, it, it, do you believe that the government or certain institutions in our world would yes. hide information <laughs> from the you average person? That, yes. Well, 
the reason I know it's a stupid question. Yeah. Well, because the, whenever you ask the question, do you believe you, the government? You, the always is answer always yes. yes. <laughs> unless it's unless it's do you believe the government cares about how you feel? You, no. You know, thirty years ago, you guys would be mocking me, but now it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I mean. Well, one of the things that was interesting about that Netflix show, and if anybody else in the audience has watched that, uh, one of the complaints he had is modern archaeology refuses, absolutely refuses to acknowledge uh, holes in their theories or uh, uh, issues with when they, um, like, for example, there was this place in Indonesia, they refused to dig in an area that has been recommended by local uh, archaeologists and and highly suggested that some of the answers that they're trying to find out about this particular uh, wall-building civilization that doesn't exist anymore, where they came from and how they, you know, and there's just like this huge structure they found with a petroleum expert who found it through the technology that they used to find oil reserves and these archaeologists at some of these main universities or mainline universities in our world refuse to look into it because what are they afraid of? I mean, that's that's a let me let me stop you there yeah. though, Carl. I don't think that there's any government or anybody that quote unquote refuses. I think there have been people in there who have seen it, who have said nobody else is to see this, and that's why you get what's. I I guarantee you that. There have been people in there that have seen something, whether it's, you know, a, a, a find knowledge or a Stargate portal or whatever, you know, uh, there's something in there that they said, lock it down. Nobody else but us is to know about it. Well, I sent you a link yesterday, uh, Brent, and you, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but there is a guy that is suggesting that the government is intentionally hiding a lot of Tesla's uh, inventions and that there is a um, conspiracy of very rich and very few individuals that not even are associated necessarily with governments that have been dictating what kind of technologies and and, and that we know about and that we could over yeah we we could be a hundred years ahead of where we're at now if it wasn't for these guys. Absolutely, I mean Tesla could have. It was Rockefeller that, that shut down Tesla. Mm -hmm. You know, he had a way of creating a, a free energy source that literally uses practically nothing. It, it doesn't kill the environment. It's a it would power cars or power homes or power. It, it, it'd be unlimited source of energy that Rockefeller knew would put him into the poorhouse and shut it down and put him into a, a silence mode. And, you know, kudos to. Elon Musk for calling his company Tesla <laughs> and re you know, resurrecting his name again because what Tesla had created, like you just said, would have put us a hundred years in advance of where we are right now as far as what we would be able to do. Yep. Okay, Sean, um, let's talk a little bit about you're the historian among the three of us. Um, what would constitute an ancient civilization? Um, you know, basically. Give us the definition so the audience can follow along. So, well, I don't know if I'm going to give you the right definition, uh, but um, generally it's accepted that uh, 
ancient civilizations are prehistorical. Mm-hmm. Um, so oral, where, where a lot of oral histories come. So um, for instance, the Old Testament, um, most of it, uh, most of it is, is really considered prehistory uh, because none of it until the, the um, diaspora, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, I'm trying to think of the right words. The, when, when the Babylonians came in and took over uh, Jerusalem, uh, when Nebuchadnezzar was, um, uh, was king, everything regarding their religious uh, dogma was oral. And it didn't get written down until they were uh, captives of the Babylonians uh, in the sixth around the 6th century BC, I think it was. So uh, previous to that, it's it's pretty much ancient. Was that too no, long of a... No, it's actually pretty good. So Abraham is considered prehistory because there's, there's actually no... Um, there's no archaeological evidence that Abraham actually ever existed, but um, there's a lot of oral history. Moses, too. No, no archaeological uh, evidence well, based that, on that he existed. Academic ancient history they recommend they claim that civilization first started in mesopotamia and the sumerians were the first ancient race right um right well they were the first um the first that uh, started uh creating groups of people that were larger than um like city states they were the first people to create cities um, towns let, and let me ask you this though because Before that's, that, it was all that, that's a christian hunter gatherer and what was tribes. that Brent? so that that, 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 that that's a, a that's a yeah christian what about in inside of of china and and asia and and those in those countries in there where and and i i'm just asking this question but are there texts are there writings that that predate yeah the Mesopotamian text and stuff like that. Well, and that's that's why I brought up the there Graham are. Hancock uh, Netflix. If you guys haven't watched it, you should, because I think. Well, I mean, where do you think most of academia comes from in our modern world? It comes from uh, Western civilization. Um, you know, the the Eastern uh, uh, histories are not as known uh, from China and Indonesia and some of those areas, and I think. The problem is it's been kind of homogenized and westernized and um, also, too, ignored that there could be a, a rich history before Samaria. So that's why I say there's some holes or issues. There's, there's, there's a, a, there is a lot of um, – I'm going to specifically refer to China here because that's where the majority of the um, ancient uh, documented history – is is that but um the as, as far as i know the earliest um dynasties there or the earliest dynasty was um was z um xia and that was around 2000 bce uh and and that wasn't that is True. not earlier than uh, the 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 egyptian some the egyptian histories and samaria uh, Samaria is older than that, so um, there is stuff there. But as far as dynasties are considered, 
Um, Z, I'm pretty sure, is the first one around, like I said, 2,500 or 2,000, something like that. Well, I that, yeah, I, I know. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Well, now, what I was talking about in Indonesia, where they found this pyramid, uh, pyramid builders didn't exist except in Egypt. And, uh, and now they're finding pyramids in uh, North America, South America All over and the world. in Indonesia, yeah. which I didn't know, but the, and China too, there, there's some in China that the Chinese government is not allowing, uh, people to, uh, when do they do the carbon dating on. though, on these pyramid structures, they're finding <laughs> that, that they come from before 12,000 BC, which is about the time this great cataclysm occurred that. Hancock talks about right, and but the reason it's considered ancient is because there's, there's no, no record. There's no facts uh, about it. There's there's no written record of any. Of it. The the earliest written records that we know about in history are um, Sumerian clay tablets, and the one mm-hmm. going back to Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is one of what is one of the oldest or is the oldest known um, poem, it's considered a poem, to exist. Uh, and it talks about a form. flood, right? So It covers the whole world. It does. It's It talks about a flood, yes, a great flood, yes. Um, and the different characters, uh, of what happens, and the search for immortality that goes along with it. Enkidu was... Uh, so let me ask you guys a question you guys both grew up lds um uh and christian um and you know there are some groups within christianity that believe the earth's only six thousand or eight thousand years old which is absurd of course but uh but when you think about noah's ark and the story of the flood and most of the old testament it's a lot of the old testament is is oral history right um Basically, I tell you my kids a story. They tell their kids a story. It's like the telephone. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a little more accurate than that because they probably felt these stories were sacred. But uh, how much gets lost in translation over thousands of years? Well, we we know that that stuff does. So really, the things that are highlighted are people and what they do and then the details in between her but um also i mean name changes them because mo like you think about moses right moses the name moses means to be drawn out of water right so the the story of moses um i you know there may have been a character named that did all those things but his name probably wasn't moses because the story the name of Moses fits the story too much, you know. Keep in so mind too, these stories... with Moses, Moses was not a good speaker. Most of his speaking happened from I, I can't remember who who it was from. Like I, I don't know if he had a stuttering problem Aaron. or you know he just Aaron. yeah. Aaron, thank you. So yeah, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron was his uh, was his. Speaker. You know, so so keep in mind that like. Yes, Moses, or who we know as Moses, had had the authority from God and everything, but he wasn't a public speaker. He would be like, hey, Aaron, tell him this. Hey, Aaron, tell him that. You know, and, and like if I tell Sean, hey, tell Carl this, it may come out a little different than what I had intended and stuff. But to go back to what you're saying about Noah, also remember during that time, you don't have a 
a world vision of what's going on everywhere. So if I'm by myself and I'm with the family and there's a, a dam that breaks or, or a whole bunch of water and, I, and I'm getting flooded and all I see is water, to me, the whole entire world is flooded. Now, there's yeah. proof also that during that same exact time in China and in other countries, there wasn't flooding during that time. So the the flooding and 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 everything of the earth washing out of the earth at that time is through his eyes that he sees. I can give you an explanation of all of that if you if you want a very quick brief. So so the two so there's two major rivers in that area um the um, tigris and the euphrates okay when you go north of the tigris and the euphrates rivers um, there are some large mountain ranges and they get snow and it melts okay so we know in this past year just in our own backyards or more carl than us really but when you get a lot of snow in the mountains and it it's, melts fast, it's moist. What's it do? Floods <clears throat> the rivers. It it, right. it it floods right. So the Euphrates and the the Euphrates and the Tigris rivers are very very well known for flooding a lot, and so there is evidence of uh, some ancient massive floods where. Uh, their silt levels have been studied, and just just some cataclysmic type flooding have has existed and so your um what you said earlier their entire world flooded their entire known world floods so it becomes this narrative where the entire world floods i personally don't believe that there's ever been a worldwide flood but i understand the religious context and the stories that come from it and the purpose that they serve look at what we even have video of a recent tsunami that in 2004 that or no it was 2000 anyway it was a few years ago when they had that big earthquake in sumatra and uh caused that huge uh tsunami yeah but if you watch some of those videos of of those waves coming on shore and then not just that you see some of those hotel views where you see the water just coming and coming and gets higher and higher and higher I mean, Brent, I think you're right. If I was, Everything's underwater. Yeah, if I was back then at that time and have never seen a tsunami of that magnitude, so there could have been a major earthquake or there could have been a, a credible volca- volcanic eruption. I mean, they're talking about if uh, the Azores, a piece of the Azores falls the wrong way in, a, uh, in an earthquake, that there could be a tidal wave so large that uh, it's hundreds of feet tall when it hits... New York and the East Coast of the United States, so it would be cataclysmic, you know, in nature. So um, you'd think it's the flood if you're Noah, right? <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point is that there are a lot sure. of things that can happen, especially in a, in an era where uh, the knowledge that we have doesn't exist, uh, where they would think yeah. the entire yeah. So let me ask you. So anyway. go, go I, ahead. I, I want. How did we get to Noah yeah. when we start talking yeah, about it? Yeah, I was going to kind of circle actually. around back to the pyramids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I was going to kind of talk about the pyramids because when you look at that, this has been one of the items that has puzzled historians and scholars is, is are the pyramids in Egypt. Because you look at the stone, you look at how it's put together, there 
and I have I have heard they're they're built differently. They're they're created differently than if if they were handmade. It, it's almost like as some people have said, some type of machinery or equipment created the stone itself, which did not exist as we think during that time. And then a lot of the materials that come there are from hundreds of miles away. Now, we know that there's a lot of slaves that were used in Egypt, but I don't think that there was that many slaves <laughs> that was used. So that that's where there's been a lot of question about... Sean, you disagree. Go ahead. Well, the, the, they, we, we, we know that slave labor wasn't used to create the pyramids. It was paid labor. Um, it's a lot of people... I don't know, Brent, if you're referring to the Jewish slaves of the, but that's that's not we we know that that's not the case. That was that was something that I think our parents did. And, and, let, and yes, you're, you're correct, Sean. So let let me preface that with that's what we were taught. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. No, and, and you're right, Sean. I'm, you're you're 100 right. I'm not trying to discredit. No, you're you're 100 right on that. But so then the question comes. Where did this knowledge come from? Where did these precise stone? And not only in Egypt have we seen this, but we've seen this in other parts of the earth with some of these other structures. So, Brent, let me that let me let me kind of clarify a little bit, so I can make yeah. sure. So, what you're basically saying, and this is kind of the the same questions I've had, is you have a technology that created architecture or buildings that the historical people that we know existed during that time would not have been able to produce on their own. So how did Correct. that technology, how, how were those buildings or arch, uh, structures created is the question. And, and w- w- if it wasn't the civilization that, you know, basically we celebrate as the creators of the pyramid, then who was it that created the pyramids? Right. Right. And, and, and you look at a lot of the hieroglyphics that are on the walls not only in Egypt, but you see it here in the United States also. You know, um, some of the old Indian wall art and stuff. We see what we were taught as, oh, well, you know, this thing in the air with this with this halo around it is an angel and stuff. But, but when you begin to look at these actual images, it's not what these are. Like some of these hieroglyphics are depicting some type of craft that these bodies are in. And... So then it, it, it kind of ties into I, a, a, maybe an ancient civilization that's able to fly that, that we were able to or an outside entity that is being involved in, in life here on Earth. It, it opens up a lot of questions that people are really starting to dig into and, and, and dig deep into. So was your dad a space alien, Brent? Is that, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> we know Sean's was. <laughs> Dale the alien. Dale the alien. <laughs> did he did he have a saucer or was it like a Battlestar Galactica type ship shot? Do you know? Did he tell you? Um yeah, my I don't know. My dad didn't uh, really get into that kind of stuff. My my dad was a truck driver, so it would have been like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that sucker would have been <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, my dad was a uh, aeronautical engineer for a defense contractor. Oh, so he probably he knew what the. So we wouldn't know what his would have looked like. It would have been beyond our realm of, <laughs> of thinking, you know. Well, 
he he worked on missile propulsion systems, so he spent time launching missiles. So he knew about the conspiracy. Up. He knew the aliens. Oh, we we have aliens in custody right now, right? Yeah, he probably he probably heard <laughs> some of that stuff. Yeah, I I think it's all absurd. Okay, well, yeah, let's let's talk about that, Sean. So. Um, are you, so would you put yourself more in the category of natural progression of, of, of cultures? And then there was a cataclysmic, uh, earth event and, um, it, it pushed the culture or civilization back in terms of progress. And then, and then what we're reading now is the recovery, uh, phase of that. Um, well, what I think, I, I think I just. I think for the most part, I, I pretty much buy what is commonly accepted with things like the pyramids that they were, um, they had developed some really amazing techniques to do some really crazy things and they, they were able to accomplish it. But here, I guess here's, here's my devil advocate um, on what sometimes when people make the claims that aliens built the, the pyramids, why, why did they use such a rudimentary uh materials and uh, building, for a lack of better words, building blocks than just big gigantic pieces of stone when in, say, the 20th, 19th century, 20th century, 21st century, we're able to make these giant buildings out of steel. And, it's called oxidation. We're not using chart. I mean, did you know that the they're talking that the Titanic will be gone? in another 100 or 200 years. Yeah. And, and Sean, you're asking Not a question about a piece of history that's, that's lasted for, what, 5,000 years? <laughs> I mean... And some people think longer. So it seems like but, they but, did a pretty good job. <laughs> they, they did a great job, and it's an amazing job of what they did. And I don't know if you... Have you... If the, the, the pyramids as they exist now looked very, very different than what they looked like even 200 years ago. I think it was a couple hundred years ago. They still had the capstones on them. And then unfortunately the, the, the different wars that happened there, um, people warring over the control of the area, they ended up taking a lot of the capstones off of the pyramids to create um, mosques. Did you guys ever Uh, watch those shows about after man, how fast the uh, modern, world would disappear uh i think the problem we have in this discussion is there's no way to prove if you go back far enough uh if they did have any kind of modern technology like okay the the theory is if if it's space aliens they should have left something more substantial correct that's that's the that's what you're disputing right that's something that we we could still find archaeologically but it could go back to what you said, Carl. Yeah. It, it could go back to we do know about it, and they won't. They're just hiding it. Let us see it. Right. Yeah. Or the or the aliens were just really really smart and knew how to cover their tracks and not leave evidence behind, which is what this speculation is. Which again well, is well, just well. Think giant about it too, Sean. What if everything we knew, we were raised with, we were taught in the Bible, in in history when we, in the eighties and nineties. And there's still a lot of people that taught us that history that are still alive, uh, that they immediately found out that the aliens have been running the show from day one 
And uh, what do you think it would what would happen to our culture, our civilization, if all of a sudden that news just came out? Uh, I think the people would lose their <laughs> collective. Yeah, exactly. You know what, <laughs> yeah, so it'd be um, chaos. I mean, people would. I mean, it would shake everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, but here's the problem: a secret of that magnitude. There's no changes the course of history. Like it, it would, there's just no way that they could keep a secret like. Well, that. who does it benefit not to have the secret <laughs> out? That's the real question. I always got to follow the money. So, I I want to retract back to Nebuchadnezzar. Well, now you're going back to you're going back to the idea of like the Bilderbergers mm-hmm. and the the yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. So, so let's but back to yeah, Nebuchadnezzar. So, so Nebuchadnezzar. So the story of Nebuchadnezzar is he conquered, I believe it was Israel. Jerusalem. No, Israel wasn't a place. Conquered Jerusalem, brought back three wise men, put them basically into this quote-unquote fiery pit. They didn't burn. They actually came out with a quote-unquote angel. Hmm. So that thought, that theory, um, there's a piece that is out that that has drawn some questions, you know. um, But in Iraq... Um, Saddam Hussein wanted to call himself the new Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar um, actually built monuments and buildings, and in the stones on the bricks, it says Saddam Hussein, the son of Nebuchadnezzar. And one of the thoughts is is that we went to war not for weapons of mass destruction, but to stop this a a stargate of sorts that Saddam had seen and had known about that is built inside of a a large building. Well, it's not built there. It's inside. He built this piece around this old historical part. That are you kidding? I didn't according know to some people. Okay. Yeah. And and, and that and you mean that you mean like the transformers? They how they built the uh, Hoover Dam around the transformers to hide kind, them? Yeah, somewhat like that. But so the the thought of some of these people now is that the three wise men were put into this stargate which spun around like a wall of fire and as they came out they came out with another person uh, another you know someone from another dimension and that's what saddam had his hands on and and why the u.s found it important to stop that because he was going to begin to use that i've never heard this crazy um, theory wow <laughs> I, I actually sent you the video on that's oh, what I showed I you yesterday see, was that video. It, so obviously you didn't watch it. So uh, it, it and and it's a piece that's on um ancient aliens. Okay. Um that that you know, I enjoy watching that show. I yeah. I find it very, very entertaining wow. and, and the ideas and, and the thoughts and theories that they have from there. But that was one of their episodes was Nebuchadnezzar and Saddam Hussein and the Stargate portal. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I've never heard of that, actually. So uh, that's a new one. Um, I'll have to go back and watch that video. (laughs) That's cool. So in talking about them back, kind of tying everything in, how do we know about this? How do we lose this? Uh, There may be, maybe in Antarctica, there's a a portal like this. Now, I've heard, I've heard, maybe about the pyramids in Antarctica. I have heard about the alien theories that there's five alien races that we've discovered over the years, especially after the Roswell incident that, um, mm-hmm. and maybe it happened before that they just, 
you know, we don't, we haven't heard about that because the Roswell one was a little harder to hide or classify, but, uh, that that the There's so many that, things about that, yeah, the, that the, you know thoughts and everything right you know. we could do a whole show on roswell but in the antarctic that these pyramids that you're talking about that that somehow that one of these alien races uh uses it as a base or something like that so um, well, well, let me ask you this question. I, I think there's always going to be debate if we have any kind of real evidence, because I don't see any. I'm, I'm like Sean. I haven't seen anything really that's convinced me that there is any true evidence that there are space aliens that have founded he, the human race. But let me ask you, Brent, you, you did point out something right before the show that you wanted me to show in the podcast. Um, is there evidence outside of the Earth? This is a good question that we're not alone and that there's something going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in the late seventies, NASA sent um, a flyover of Mars. And as many of us remember, when we saw it on national geographic and in the book and all that, uh, or in the magazine, I apologize of the face of Mars that was on there. And along with the face of Mars, there was also the pyramids that they have found on Mars. Now, that face of Mars that you're showing there, the size of this is is one and a half miles tall by one mile wide. So this is not a small piece. <laughs> no. This, this is, it's not like a mask that's laying on, on Mars itself. This is a very, very large uh, structure you know, of, of what it looks like. Now, when this was released and sent out, NASA quickly put a kibosh on it saying, oh, it's not correct. It's just the way the shadows are forming mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. But, of course, people who don't trust the government dug deeper. They found pyramids that are on there. And so it, it's kind of led to a question of, was Mars populated? What Did Mars have a population like we see on Earth? And maybe... Was Mars where Earth is right now? Because where Earth sits in relationship to the sun, to the rest of space, it's it makes it an ideal area for civilization, for life to expand. We've seen polar ice caps on Mars. So what if Mars was in a position where Earth is today and an event happened where Mars was hit by something knocked it not only off axis but off of its rotation of the sun and pushed it out, which, if that happened on any planet, would totally annihilate civilization as as we know it. But what if some of those people with an advanced technology had, as we've seen in some movies, vacate the planet to come to a more uh, livable planet, which at that time then became Earth, and we began a new civilization that is known here on Earth with a lot of the same stuff and thoughts and ideas. Obviously, they couldn't bring a lot of that technology with them here because we don't have the same elements and everything that would be available here on Earth, but it, it's led that kind of, of questioning of, of an ancient civilization that was more advanced than what we have now. Well, they, they talk about a, a planet between Jupiter and Mars that could be the asteroid belt now or a moon of some type. I mean, I don't know if they have enough material to claim it was a planet, but uh, there's also theories that 
the two well, is there there's a real small moon that orbits mars i think or maybe i don't or is there two i can't i can't remember there's a few i believe there's a couple but they're very small they're, they're nothing like the yeah. earth's moon and and the question is let me just say if, if it wasn't for jupiter we would all be dead let me just say the importance of Jupiter in our solar system because of its gravitational pull pulls all these asteroids in. So yeah. I just want thank you, Jupiter. And then there is an <laughs> argument that the Earth's moon is too large for a planetoid of its size, and the Earth, the moon, could actually be some piece of another. So I mean, theoretically, I mean, Brent, you might, I mean, you could be correct. I mean, did Mars have us? You know, was Mars closer to the Sun? I mean, right now. It's a little cold on Mars to be living there, um, and it gets a little hot because it doesn't have an atmosphere. But, but it's far enough away from the sun that it would be very difficult to grow crops, and and uh, and and there's some other issues. What I've read today, it is yes, yeah. but maybe in the past. Well, even it wasn't. if they added, even if they created an atmosphere, um, I still wonder if it's viable to live without a spacesuit on. Uh, on Mars, but but if but if Mars was in a situation where we are right now, if, if well, yeah, if, if it an was event happened to, that pushed it back, well, if it was closer yeah. to the sun, but there's still a lot of other issues with that theory that scientifically we haven't been able to prove, Brent. That that's that's the problem, and so I mean, if you're if you're using current science, except we're seeing man-made structures on there. <laughs> well, is it a man-made structure? Not man, I mean, but you know, I was looking at that picture, and it's you're. I mean, it's obvious that there is some shadow look, that could look at uh, a high resolution photo of that, and it, it okay. looks totally high different. resolution. Okay, all right. Well, I'm looking that up. You guys can discuss. <laughs> it it's just it's it's a mountain, you know. It's a mountainous area that has um, uh, oh, here we some go. shadows on it, and when when it when it was taken uh, in 1978, the low resolution, you can't pick up the other details. So all it's picking up is the uh, the shadow that is the shadows that are really dominant on there uh, that make it look like a face. And it's it's all right. I found it. Well, hold doesn't, on a second. Doesn't yeah, doesn't look like it. Here. You guys can all decide because I think there could be room to disagree or agree. So so as you can see. The one on the right, Sean's right, looks like a mountain, but then you see this one. That sure does look like a face, though. Um, here's a little more high-resolution one from closer. It looks like a mountain. So, yeah. But you see an image of a face. And if there's, you know, in a catastrophic event, if, if there's an asteroid that hits here, the amount of dust and, and everything that comes consume that's what it, that's what kills everything is dust enters the atmosphere and then gradually brings itself down. You know you know why they count call Mount Tipinogus Mount Tipinogus, right? Have you guys ever wondered? Because it looks like an Indian princess. I it was some Indian name. Yeah, it looks like an Indian princess that the peaks look like an Indian princess laying down, breasts, head, you know, feet. So I, I think I think geology sometimes tricks the eyes. Um, I, I think we need to find something more substantial than a mountain range to determine if... Pull up the pyramids of Mars and show that picture. Well, there was a guy that wrote a lot of stories about Princess of Mars, and, and uh, there was a real bad Disney show called John Carter 
but uh, yeah, no, no Mars aliens. So uh, the, the, another thing I'd like to point out is that I, I believe the size of that, that mountain, the, the length of it is like two and a half no, miles long. Mile and a half. Big, mile and a half long. That's a big mile damn wide. face. But we've seen we've seen structures be. in the past that have been you know we've seen the the giant structure of of Alexandria in Egypt um, we've seen you know and who knows what else could have been around that area like like it, it could have been a city that was in that area it could have been all kinds of stuff that when dust settles we don't see we haven't been on Mars enough to know what's deep inside the sand and everything well maybe we have but they're just not going to release it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with, I, I, Brent, I agree with you that there has been a willful disregard of certain academic circles of exploring things that other people say, hey, there's something here, let's take a look at it. No, it doesn't fit our paradigm of how we look at history or we look at certain academic areas. I mean, we used to do that with physics. I remember back in 1900, 1910, some some dude declared, "Hey, everything we know, we know everything we need to know about physics." Well, that was ludicrous because, I mean, Galileo, Einstein I mean, wasn't <laughs> even around yet. So, I mean, things change. Galileo was put in prison. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, science. Who who did that? Who who, who you want to identify who did who put him in prison? That would be the Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh huh. The Pope. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, here and that that kind of brings up Sean. I'm glad you brought that up. The church and th- this does bring up a question. Um, this this ancient civilization is a fun coffee, you know, a fun sideshow or a fun topic that we can talk about, you know, having a beer. But in reality, uh, some people get really uncomfortable with this subject, and uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Well, why? <laughs> Why would us? Have you guys seen the movie Prometheus? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I did watch that. I was okay. And, and do you remember the very beginning of that movie? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Or they seed the it, world. It's, it's an interesting thought and stuff. Yeah, so um, guy comes down. Well, a a person. I don't know what he is. Someone from another planet comes onto the Earth that is newly formed. There's really nothing here at all, and he drinks this stuff that disintegrates his body that flows into the water. And then into the water, these cells occur, which spawn a new life form, brings things out of the water, yada, 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 stuff like that. Um, And there are people that believe that something like that happened. Now, if, if that does happen, that takes away the concept of a one God that takes away a concept of religion, takes away, you know, a, a lot of thoughts and ideas that are brought forth, um, not only in Christian religion, but in you know, Muslims and uh, basically all religion takes away from. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I think I think even in the Bible, Sean and I were talking about this one thing. Have you ever heard of the Neph, Neph, Nephilim? Uh, is that how I pronounce that right? Neph, Neph, yeah. Oh. Okay. No, but that's okay. You know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> it's those giants that that the, the giants uh, children of men had sex with and created men some wild. No, the the children the children of 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 men 
had relations with women that resulted in oh, okay. the phylum. These are the offspring, the crazy offspring. I, and I didn't, I, right, right. Which, it's in the Bible, though. Yeah, which it, it is in the Bible, you know. It, I, I, so, again, I, so I go back to when I was talking earlier about when uh, the all that stuff was, they started writing it down. Who uh, who were they with? Who were they living with? The Babylonians, right? So so there was some Babylonian uh, myth that uh, that seeped into uh, the writings yeah. at the time. So no, I agree with that. I anyway. you know one thing one thing one thing that I've noticed, and if you do some re- well, I was doing some research on ancient Rome, and because um, you know. If you watch that movie, if you if you've read the Iliad or uh, you know the story of Troy, the, the rumor was one of the Trojans who escaped founded Rome, and it's a complete myth, and there's not a lot of validity to it. But so I was I was just looking at, and I was kind of just curious, and went down a few rabbit holes and started doing some research, and actually listened to a pretty good book by a real historian. And uh, it was interesting to hear how myth and legend are created, kind of theoretically how it's created. Um, you know, a miracle to someone who has no scientific background or knowledge of about a certain subject, which if you put us back 200 years in history, a lot of the stuff we're doing with a computer program that talks to you called AI or computers, period, you know, um, TV, um, could you imagine what someone 300 years ago would think? I mean, we would look like gods to anybody that we yeah. showed up. So, or an airplane. Right. Seen an airplane in the air. Exactly. So could you imagine yeah. how easy it would be to create those myths and then pass those on orally for centuries? So here's my theory, and, and I'm just going to summarize. I kind of lean more towards the non-alien version of where we came from. I think, though, that genetically we were capable of, I mean, I think there are cataclysms um, and and they're talking in the future that if there was, you know, if Yellowstone went off or uh, we had a series of Yellowstones that went off, that it would basically almost wipe out mankind. But the survivors, those who were left, um, would have to recreate civilization again, right? So the question is, what kind of story would they tell each other and what kind of myths and then what kind of technology or or advancement would occur with those people? So I can easily see that there were civilizations before what we read about and that they just died off or wiped out or disappeared. And I don't know why. And that, uh, um, you know, we get what we get now. Um, from those people who survived and, and rebuilt. So that's that's my theory. That's what I believe right now. I haven't been proven. I haven't found anything to convince me otherwise. Um, to answer your question, Sean, as far as advanced technology, I, I don't believe there's aliens, but I do believe that there could have been a high, a lot of technology that could have created those. Brent, you were talking about these huge blocks. And uh, I, I don't think the ancient Egyptians, at least the ones I read about in history, could have done that. But I do believe those, so you know, those those pyramids could have existed. So I mean, the Graham Hancock cataclysm 
to me seems like a, a valid theory, even though it's not been proven scientifically. Anyway, that's my summary of, of my feelings on ancient civilizations. Go ahead, Sean. What do you think? Uh, I, I think that there are a lot of really smart people that had uh, different uh, levels of technology that we had uh, now. Um, you know, those people back in uh, Egypt uh, before Alexandria, way before Alexandria, uh, people of the, the Mesopotamian um, cultures, they, um, they, they knew a lot about math. And math is like the most true thing that exists, right? It's better than stories. Yeah. Math, the, you, can't, you can't lie about math. It's it's true or it's not true. Right. There's no black, no no gray yeah. areas. There. There's no what so, or if. <laughs> so, no, it's it is either either is or isn't. So, um, the math, the mathematical understanding of these people, they they understood math in a in a different way than I would say even we do today. And some of those things that they knew, they were able to uh, create some uh, ways of of doing things like uh, floating a 20 ton obelisk that they carved out of a mountain to three miles away down, down river. So, and, and things like, uh, well, how the hell did they get it up by the pyramids? Well, the, the, uh, the path of the Nile is different today than it was back then. It was much closer to where the pyramids were. Um, in fact, it was right at the base of the pyramids. So it, um, I think that there's explanations for all of it that uh, some of which we don't understand because the fall of uh, societies means that there's uh, also a, a loss of information and understanding of things that happened during that societal um, uh, reign. So, you know, that's, that's where yeah, I'm that's at. Good, with it. And Brent, what do you think? Do you still, I mean, do you feel that it is possible that man had a start that was alien in nature? So I believe that there is a God um, and in all of his infinite wisdom, he created the University of Utah and their athletic program, which. Well, he made a mistake. Wow. No, because God is perfect. You know, you no. know who actually started the University of Utah. Do we need to go to that? No, Brigham Young. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And. and Anyway, no, I, I, and then I he did, decided so, that since it was a state-owned institution and he couldn't control what was being taught, he'd have to create his own uh, little wife college. Uh, area. So, um, anyway, back back to my belief. So, no, I, I, I do, I do believe in a God. I do believe, you know, I, I am a, a devout Christian. However, I am open to the possibility that there is something more out there, and that it can be tied in together. I'm. It doesn't mean just because there is science and there is religion that they cannot be tied in. And one of the things I'm a firm believer of is that what keeps us as an archaic civilization is that we cannot understand or comprehend life without time. Time is the one constant that holds us back from everything. And once you can eliminate time from an element 
then you've opened up new possibilities that we don't understand, that we cannot understand because our whole concept of life, like you mentioned, Sean, mathematics is also based on time. There's a beginning and there is an end. And once you can get past that barrier, then you've opened up a, a whole new realm that again, we just don't understand. So I, as I listen to these theories and speculative ideas that, you know, like the Mars situation, like a, a pre-dated civilization that was very advanced. You know, you look at the cities that have disappeared. You, you look at Atlantis and, and stuff like that. I'm open to those possibilities. I'm, I'm open to wormholes and, you know, quote unquote, stargates that could take us to another level because they defy the thought of time that holds us back. So that's kind of where I stand. I'm, I'm in a learning process. I, I don't deny, I don't deny some of the, you know, scientific possibilities of what you're talking about. Uh, I just don't think that um, humankind has uh, ever had the understanding or knowledge to really go beyond what, now. Yeah. what we have to, today. Right. So do I think that, uh, do do I think that there's a, a, a group of uh, three dad bods on some distant planet having a podcast like, like this, you know, I but I also, I, I do think that there is some form of life uh, on other planets, whether it's bacteria or single cell amoebas or whatever. I, I, I do really think that that oh, probably oh. exists. Now here, here, here's a subject we haven't really discuss though and this is something i want to talk about maybe in the next cast or a few casts from now is ufos because um, no, let's talk about it well okay. because i think that's a very important part that's a whole topic there's a whistleblower itself. but that, that just came about out other civilization well did you guys watch any of those uh i mean there's been a ton of them about this guy who worked real high up in the government and he's out there i'm surprised he's not dead yet uh, talking about aliens and talking about UFOs. He, he's, he's claiming that we've known about it for a long time and that we have a number of alien vehicles and that a lot of our technology now in the last 50 years uh, is inspired by some of this technology. Believe it or not. I don't, I don't, I don't say that that's impossible. I think it's possible. I think it's fact. Whether it's probable or not. <laughs> I think it's I, I fact. <laughs> I think it's absolute fact. There's been too many occurrences that, that have, have been seen and documented. That, to think that we are the only intelligent life force in this gigantic universe is absolutely insane. Absolutely well, insane. Well, some, some, some people think this is a government, uh, what do they call it, red flag or event where they're trying to trick us again into talking about a subject while they do something else to uh, divert, take away more of our freedoms. Uh, yeah. A yeah. There's a squirrel, you know, I mean, do you believe that could be a possibility too? I think that there's a stronger likelihood of uh, it being government misinformation to try to steer people. So another nine 11. Yeah. So Sean, you don't believe that there is intelligent life forms that are more advanced than we are in the universe. I didn't say that. I said earlier, just a few minutes ago, I said, I, I think said it's amoebas. Very, <laughs> I said that it's, th there is at least that at minimum, 
the the building blocks of life in other in other places at minimum and i think probably there are existing uh, beings of some kind somewhere but you know i doubt that they look like us i think that we are the joe biden's on the life forms of the universe is what we are we're they don't speak english no of course they don't they speak a more advanced. They probably are more telepathic and stuff. Three guppy fish called Three Dad Bod podcast going on on some planet and Beetlejuice. Do they look like uh, Spock or do they look like uh, other, you know, Star Trek type beings? Who knows? I, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen or exist. I just, we don't know. It's speculative. It's prob there probably is the, the size of the, the universe and galaxy and the, just the, the existence of everything outside of what we know is it's too massive to even hey, comprehend. Hey. So to, to try to claim that that stuff doesn't exist in, in all of that space is... There's an alien version of but you me. Don't... I hope it has blue skin. Wouldn't I look beautiful with blue skin? No. Bald and blue is not beautiful. Sorry. <laughs> but so so you don't think that... You, you don't believe, though, that the aliens have, have visited Earth? Uh, or had a presence here? Uh it's it's possible, but I don't. I, there's nothing that shows that I've ever seen that. Well, I think okay. That let that let me ask you a question. But I but I'm not saying is it's it not is possible. it more likely angels and um, this is not to you, Brent, because I know you believe in the you know you're Christian, so you obviously you believe this is correct. But Sean and I know you're Christian too, but different Mormonism and I was say, well, what are you saying about me? Catholicism, Catholic. Uh, Catholicism and Mormonism kind of differ in the you know some theories as far as heavenly beings. So, um, so do you believe in heavenly beings, Sean, or would you be more? I mean, some of this, like we've talked about ancient civilizations, could some of these stories that have been passed on as far as angel angelic visits be aliens? I, I guess I would be more inclined to believe that there are. Uh heavenly beings visiting the earth before I would believe that there are alien life forms visiting okay. earth because one, and then specifically because the latter would mean that there's technology in existence that allows travel from uh, planet to planet faster than the speed of light. Because if you, they've been able to eliminate time. Well, well here's, well, and 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 that would be the only way possible for that. Right. Or and if right. if it's if it's a heavenly being, it would you would be you're talking about something. Well, that, and what, Brent, what's Brent, that movie Brent. with Matthew McConaughey? Oh, omnipotent. What's that movie with Matthew McConaughey? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Interstellar. Yeah. That Interstellar. movie. It's great. That movie is mind blowing. When he goes into okay. that paradigm of time, mind blowing. Yeah. Brent, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna play off something you said earlier about how. You know, humans are used to certain parameters in their uh, 3D or 4D existence, okay? Dimensional view of the universe. What if there are what we call angels that are life form that forms that appear to humans and can change their phase of existence because they're not biological? That uh, there's a possibility that there could be aliens that can change their, well, I mean, things that we don't understand as human okay. beings. Okay. Okay. Can I, can right. I just say one thing real quick here? The idea of an angel being on, on mm -hmm. the earth, wouldn't that be 
an alien anyway? Oh, yeah. A light, a, 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 a form right. of energy. So, hold on, though. Hold on. But that would be an alien life form, right? Well, they don't exist on. It depends on what your definition is, though. Because an angel is a celestial being, correct? Well, what's a celestial being? Well, I mean, hypothetically, no. that's what we call them. I mean, but, I mean, they also call they also call aliens celestial beings because they come from, from above. Right, right, right. And in, in in religious context, that's our yeah. definition today Especially of what in, that being is. But maybe there's a scientific it, definition we just don't know. Look, I, Do you I, know that ancient in ancient Hebrew, the the reason why the sky is blue is because they believe that it's a a a body of water yeah, above us. I've heard that. And, and so, that got discredited, yeah, so, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, that, it got discredited. Well, but I mean, there's, there, there's, there's, we, there, we know that there's no. You know, I, 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 I talked about the the element of time which blocks us. But guys, how much of the human mind is actually used percentage wise? It's like ten percent. I don't even. You know, think it's less there, more than that. there's another ninety percent that's not used in that we for whatever reason, don't access or don't have the ability to access. Yeah. So I think as, as part of that, there's, there's that element of reducing time. There's the element of changing mathematics. There's, you know, there's a whole plethora of things, which these other bodies that are not here, they may be using 40% of their mind, which would put them a whole lot more advanced than what we are. There could be some that are using 70%, you know, um, that's just a realm well, we cannot think, comprehend. Brent, I think you I, I, I think I agree with you in some ways too, because look at it this way. We have this belief that our we have a soul and then we have a human body. Human body is a biological organism. Shell. Sure. What is a soul? Intelligence. Yeah, but okay, intelligence. Okay, what is intelligence if it's separate from the biological organism? It's got it's not biological. Well, yeah, obviously. So it's a symbiotic. It's it, 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 it's a symbiotic uh, uh, entity that inhabits a biological organism. So is the soul really us, or is the is the the human biological body? Because I mean, I look at death. I, that's why I don't like funerals. Is that person in the casket is not them? The 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 soul right. the the yeah, material. the person, Sean, you, material. Sean, when I go to, uh, hopefully you go to my funeral first, because I don't want to go to your funeral. But when you come to my funeral, the big fat slob in the casket isn't Carl, okay? The, big the wonderful personality that you <laughs> know and one. love. We're going to paint you blue. The, 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 yeah. You can paint me blue. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Put a, paint you blue and then red. white. Paint you red with a big U on your head. No! Then I have to wait for you to die first because it'll be a blue for both of you. <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have BYU stickers. I'm just gonna place on. I'd be like, what's that U on the top of Carl's head? <laughs> you know yeah. what, Carl? Sean and I'd be back there going. <laughs> Sean's like, oh, I got an idea now. <laughs> anyway, no, but it does. I'm not going to tell you now. You're going to have to wait until you die. Well, I just wanted to end on the thought. What if? What if we are? What if the true aliens are us? Could, Could be. be. That's a pot. You know. Yeah. 
and then and then we leave here and we go onto another planet and inhabit another shell and could be a fish. I want to come back as a fish. I can move Ooh, around the world. Ocean. I'd be a bird, man. You know what? Totally be a bird. If you were, if we painted you blue, you uh, might be considered a white. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm king of the I'm king of the sea, dude. King of the sea. Don't let any little sharks. Hey, and two hour orgasms can't beat that, buddy. A whale does. Seriously? Yeah. Fifty. How gal- do we go yeah, from spiritual they, talk to orgasm in like five seconds? They, they spit out about fifty gallons of fluid. Oh my gosh! Too. Oh, that's a lot yeah, of it's. It's. What's the new disgusting. meaning to semen? Yeah. It's like so when you go swimming in the ocean, Carl, keep your mouth closed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, everybody. We love. You got to get off your lawn. Yeah. Let's do a get off your lawn. So, okay. I've got one. Um, it's not funny, but um, it is kind of a, a fun story. So, I haven't done my get off the lawn yet. So, um, but uh, where, where I work, okay, uh, I work in a department that's commission based and bonus based. And for the last month, uh, you work in a strip I was supposed bar? to get this bonus that is sufficient enough to take care of my needs. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's a guy in payroll. I don't, everybody has a payroll clerk. And this guy hits the uh, stereotype perfectly pencil neck, uh, geeky head with glasses in his picture on workforce. And thinks he's God. Uh, so anyone who emails him gets uh, immediately uh, talked down to and told how to do everything correctly. And so that was the first interaction I had with this guy over a month ago. And so, um, you know, and, and according to my management and my team, they're like, oh, just work with the guy. You know, he, he's kind of a he is kind of a nerd and he is very sensitive um, and, you know, just ticks you off when you hear that but you're like okay i'll try to be a good soldier so anyway i knew i had this feeling like tuesday commission is run and then you have to have your correct numbers verified by that point so they can pay you by friday well i get my commission numbers and they're wrong again and i asked my immediate manager hey shouldn't we say something to the old pencil neck guy and he they're like no they're all afraid of him for some reason and i'm thinking i'm gonna get screwed again and sure enough thursday morning when you can check your paycheck out on online i was screwed over again so i write a diplomatic message to the guy saying what the hell basically and includes everybody up the chain all the way to the head honcho in our whole division this was approved. Why didn't I get paid on it? And the pencil neck responds, well, um, yeah, I got that email over to payroll, but the problem is we're paying all the uh, door-to-door guys at the start of the month. And uh, unfortunately, you didn't get your bonus again. And we'll get it on the next one two weeks from now. I'm like, yeah, that's great. So the only time, Carl, that happens is when a company is struggling financially. They don't have enough I was just going to say that. People. And I didn't say who the name of that company that. was, by the way, because I edited it out. But uh, you probably all recognize it. But anyway, uh, that's a get off the lawn and a big F you 
to this company. So what were the results? I sold a vehicle I haven't been using. I, and this is all within one day and I applied at 15 different companies and I have three or four interviews soon. So, um, and if anybody at work hears that, I mean, tough because, um, I don't want to be trying to hear that. I can't like, continue to be treated. That's like not that. right. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's not right that's at all. Too, that's a get off your lawn. When you get don't take care lawn. of your employees, that's a bad situation. And Sean's a hundred percent right. Yeah. yeah. What Sean said. Anyway, that's my, Sorry, get off your lawn. Oh, thank you guys. That's my favorite phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I yeah, appreciate it. Anybody good else have a good Carl story this week? Yeah. I didn't get to sleep where the crap last night. Well, that's why um, you're honoring my huh? neighbors. Behind, my, yeah. My neighbors behind me. Um, they're, they're nice people. Right. Um, but they sometimes uh, spend too much time on the karaoke machine doing drunk karaoke. And uh, last night they were doing it till one o'clock. Sorry, Sean. And, <laughs> Sorry, Sean. You know, I was over there. I, I should have uh, told him that you were asleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, stand and laugh comes on the, and I'm hitting it. Woohoo! That, ex, that, ex, <laughs> that explains the female voice. Yep. Okay. I'm acapella, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, staying alive. <laughs> what time was it, no, Sean? No. What what time was this at? Uh, one. Well, they finished about one a.m. Okay, time. that's a get off the lawn moment. <laughs> yeah, it is a get off your lawn. So, yeah. what did you do? Did you yeah. say anything to him or? No, I might say something, but uh, what I want to do is I want to start launching smoke bombs or stink bombs over the uh, yeah. when they do that because it's. It's not the first time they've retaliation. done retaliation. So, that's always a good... No. That's what you do is at 5 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> at 5 in the morning, oh. you put a speaker up really loud playing I Am a Child of God or something oh. like that across there. Oh. 5 in the morning. Oh, I've got a good... I've <laughs> got one good story I, with that. I, it would be Metallica. But I what I have done is um, I've gotten up really early. And I want to... Uh, mow, mow the lawn. I want to <laughs> tell this story... Uh, and get that's off a my get lawn. off my lawn, Sean. That's a good story. I want to tell this story though, because Glenn was part of this. Um, so this was years ago. My parents owned a boat for a short period of time, and uh, we decided to do a Lake Powell trip. And uh, Glenn was invited as one of my buddies to hang out with because there were just a bunch of girls, and you know. Um, my friends. That must have been a lot of sunscreen that well, was used on that trip. He just slept the whole time. <laughs> Anytime Glenn's on a boat, he just goes wow. to sleep. But anyway, so we we stopped in a canyon that night. Uh, we stayed at this, you know how they have those little sandbar locations you can camp out on. Well, there was yep. a young group in a couple boats that stayed in a houseboat just really close to us. And they did the same thing Sean was talking about. Just noisy, drunk as hell making all kinds of noise. They knew we had young families. And so uh, my dad and his buddy, George, they talked about it in the morning and they said, okay, everybody up. And it was really early. It was like six o'clock in the morning. And these guys had probably only been asleep three or four hours. And they said, as we leave this Canyon, we're going to take our boats right up almost next to theirs and wake them. And uh, wake W A K E as far as the, the wake from the water and then gun the engines as you pull out. <laughs> so everybody's on board, all the kids, everybody. And and we didn't know what was going on. But like I said, Dad, why are we getting so close to their boat? Watch. 
and then we almost hit the damn boat. And then and then they gun out, and then you could hear what the f and people running out trying to grab their boat before it smashed against the rock next to where they were uh, buoyed or uh, tied up to, and uh, we were just laughing our asses off as we drove away. But uh, I I don't know. Good we, for Kent, yeah, man. Yeah. Good for Kent. Kent George causing job, some man. causing some pain. Gotta love it. That's awesome, man. Get off my lawn. Kent, you were one of my favorite people when I was a kid. That's 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 grand. That's uh, fantastic to hear that. Anyway, hey, I love you guys. It was fun. Um and Sean, uh keep us updated on our buddy, okay? We love him. Please. I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna doctor up a photo of you painting blue and show it to him. See what he yeah, says. be funny, man. All right, guys. We'll we'll see you again next week. Out. See ya. Thank you, guys.